The Cinema Flavor Podcast, your favorite non-FDA-approved show. You know, it's funny, I always tell this to David, whatever, like, right before we're about to record, like, we'll have, like, a conversation and then we'll jump immediately into the pod. But for some reason... I just can't do that when I'm by myself. Like, doing the intro should be the easiest part of it, right? You just start talking. Maybe you introduce yourself. But for some reason, I just can't ever do it. I just It doesn't come naturally to me. I just, for the two years that I have been doing this show, I cannot properly think of a intro do. So I just, I cold open now. That's just what it is every time. No more of this... Uh, no more of this, hey, you know, cinema flavor episode, you know, so-and-so-and-so. None of that. We don't need it. It's very, very unnecessary. But, um, yeah, anyways, hello, guys. Welcome back. Thank you guys for listening to the Gunpowder Milkshake episode me and David did. That was a lot of fun. That was so much fun. Good to talk about that movie. Uh, I started watching it again just um, just to kind of watch it again. It was just one of those things where it was like, you know what, man, I'm going to give this movie a second shot just to see how I, how I feel about it, right? Because sometimes you watch a movie with the intent of just being a critic. Um, it just it becomes subconscious after a while. Like As many times in, in movies as I've seen, there's no one you're going to do a podcast on it. Sometimes you you watch it just a little extra harder trying to find like little things to maybe find conversation points about that you just kind of lose the fact that you're just trying to sit there and watch a movie. So I went back and I was like, I'm just going to enjoy this. Like Not with the intention of trying to be a critic, just... Let me just watch a movie, and it, it came off a lot better this time around. I think I'm, I'm much higher on that movie, maybe just because I was relaxed, but it is a fun, fun watch. Uh, but yeah, Gunpowder Milkshake episode, that's up already. Go check that out. Uh, it was a fun time. But I am talking about Old this week. Saw this over the weekend. Um, I knew I wanted to get around to it at some point. I told myself, at least by Wednesday, and here I am. It's Wednesday. I'm like, okay, now I, I gotta do, I gotta do the episode, right? It's deadlines, deadlines. I always get said deadlines, and so I told myself I gotta do it. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I gotta be honest with you, man. Sometimes I, I look at M Night, I look at his work, and I had to, I had to just convince myself that this guy um, will always just be around. I think for the last couple years, probably even longer, probably well over two decades at this point, we have been talking about. Whether or not M Night has been finished, right? Somewhere, somewhere along the lines, we looked at him and said he's trash, uh, and that was not the case. The first couple of movies he made, Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, The Village, like all those movies are fantastic. And then somewhere along the lines, it just took a fat drop, and everybody simultaneously hated him. And I was on that boat for a minute too, because I I wasn't enjoying most of his stuff that was coming out. It was very it's very confusing. It just—it was so awkward to watch sometimes. Even his last couple of movies that have come out, like I wasn't a fan of of Split. I was a fan of Glass though. Split, I was, I was, I was like, I like what's going on here, and then nine hundred other things were added in, and that was the part I was like, oh come on, I wish you would have just focused on these girls trying to get out of this house. I don't need all this extra stuff. I don't need the Beast and all that. It's just you know maybe. One of James McAvoy's personalities will kill them, and the rest of them are trying to work with it. Like, I wish it was just that, but that's another time. Um, but it's somewhere 
we start looking at M9 and go, this is going to be the last movie he ever does, right? Like, this is the movie that we're all just going to agree that he's finished and he should never make another movie. And then it just never happens. It literally never happens. Um, a lot of people really said that during Avatar, right? That was like, this is the worst thing he has ever done. He should give up. And I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, man. I don't like that movie much either. I, I've never said he, I, I want to see him go away, I think. I'll, at least I don't feel like I've ever said that. Uh, if someone could prove me wrong, hey, go for it. But I've always just agreed that, like, you know what, man? This guy's never going to make the sixth cent again. It just, it's never going to happen. Um, it's, but that happens to a lot of directors, right? And you just go, okay, whatever, whatever amount of work you could put out, is that at least enjoyable? And for the most part, it has been. And then, uh, what was that movie that he did? I gotta, I gotta go look that up. The Visit, right? I watched The Visit. I was like, okay, this is enjoyable until the stupid rapping kid that really, like, that made me cringe. It made me, it made me actually physically sick. I was like, I cannot take the douchiness of this kid rapping. That's the twist. Totally enjoyed it. I I thought that movie was creepy. I was like, okay, may, maybe M Night's turning a new leaf. Like maybe he might be onto something. And Splitting Glass came, and you know, for the most part, like I said, I enjoy Glass. That's a, that's a good one. I think that was handled well for the most part. I know I'm I'm kind of in a small minority when I say that, but like it's enjoyable. Then I see this movie. I thought, okay, M Night's been around forever. I think it's fair to say he's not going away. So what kind of movie are we going to get? And I'm watching this and I'm thinking, okay, there's certain aspects of you, of your signature style that just, it, we have to just agree that is what you do. One is your dialogue. Uh, M. Night, somewhere, like he wants to be Tarantino, I think, or he wants to be Aaron Sorkin. He wants to be somebody where people go, wow, the dialogue was in that movie was amazing. It was so quirky and different and so in left field. And it doesn't come off that way. It always comes off really awkward. Like the conversations that happen in this movie, you go, this is not a conversation between two people. This is an algorithm that you made somewhere and said, this is how two people talk, right? There's always this kind of weird, like, you know, oh, I don't like bananas because they're yellow and it's my least favorite color. And then someone will go, I don't like bananas because it reminds me of a bad trip I had in Canada. And M. Night just looks at it and goes, yeah, that feels, that feels really natural. That feels really good. When in reality, it just doesn't come off that way. But like I said, it just, it's something that I think we just, it, it comes with what he does. I think we have to just agree that he's not so great at writing dialogue, yet he still does it. So I let that slide. Now the rest of this movie, pretty freaking good, dude. Like this is probably his best work he's done in probably a good minute, man. Like this was... Solid from front to back, just the idea of it. Now, I'm I'm totally going to get into spoilers with this. I'm not holding anything back. If you have not seen the movie, go see it. Come back to the episode. Literally pause it right here. Go see the movie. Get out. Then hit hit um, hit um play. Or just play it in the theater as it's happening, right? Let other people hear it. You'll get kicked out, but at least other people will hear it. Just something, anything. Now, the rest of this movie... When they get to the island, what happens is there's a family. They're going on vacation. It's a, a mom, dad, a son, and a daughter. And they meet this, they go to this resort. It's really nice there. And they run into the uh, hotel manager who's like, you guys are a really cool family. We want to take you on a other side of the island where most people don't get to see it. It's really famous. And uh, we just want to take you there because, you know, we're getting some, you know, you guys look cool. So they send them there. They send... Uh, 
there's like a doctor there uh, with his like very very much younger and very snotty kind of wife uh, with his mom and then there's uh, a guy who was already there not to mention a a other couple there a Chinese guy and a black lady who are also just everybody there is vacationing they get there and almost immediately you you start to see like okay there's like weird little things are happening right they can't walk to certain places because then they'll get dizzy it looks amazing there's a lot of people's stuff here for some reason I don't know why it's here but hey it's here and then it gets into a part of the movie where you go oh okay is this where the this is gonna go and then it just completely delves off and then you start to see oh shit there's some more even serious things happening here right there's a part where there's a guy who was already there a day earlier maybe even just a few hours earlier there with like some chick and they're skinny dipping together and then the girl she ends up dying right they never explain how she dies it's just he's there he's not talking to anybody and then somebody eventually runs into this dead body actually the kid he's swimming sees a dead body now all of a sudden fingers are getting pointed hey man you were here already you know, you probably did this with her. He's like, I swear to God, I didn't do this with her, but I can't get back because I'm trying to walk back and it just, I get dizzy every time I do it. I just, I wake up immediately back on the beach. I swear to God, something weird is happening. And at that point, I was like, okay, this is going to be like some type of weird, you know, who done it. And then I completely forgot, like, that was actually not what was happening in the trailer. Like, for a split second, I was like, this is going to be a weird type of, like, uh, you know, like Knives Out or something. That's immediately where my mind went. And I was like, wait, no, this movie's actually about people getting old on a beach, and we don't know why that's happening to them. As the movie starts to carry on, you start to see, like, everybody here has some type of weird ailments with them. The, the mom and the dad who were there, turns out she has, like, a tumor in her stomach, and it's, it's really bad. Unfortunately, she's been able to live with it, but it's starting to get to a point where it might be growing. And then as she gets there, you start to see, like, a little bulge uh, start to form right on her stomach of where she said her tumor was. And... The, the movie gets kind of the, there's a part in this movie where it goes wow that's that's not how you do things right because this tumor's getting like really big and like the doctor who's there he goes up and he's like I gotta perform surgery on her so he takes a he takes a pocket knife and he starts to cut open the side of her stomach as this thing's opening and then as he sees he starts to cut open it immediately heals and they're like oh oh well that's odd okay let's try to cut again it's like are you like are we not going to react to the fact that this wound immediately healed like this lady turned into wolverine for a second and now we're just looking at like oh god damn i gotta cut again because her her skin just immediately healed but we're we're not going to look at that we're just going to look at the fact that we need to cut open uh your stomach again and then pull out this tumor that is growing like massively Aren't tumor, don't tumors like grow in your muscles too or something? Like, I think they, I think when you cut those, don't you have to cut around the skin or the muscle fibers? Like, there's a whole procedure. I don't think you can just perform a, a tumor removing surgery on a beach. I don't think it's possible. I don't even think the best doctor could do that, right? It's just, ah, uh, whatever. Okay, we're going to do that. that. That happens, right? But then there's other parts of the movie where you go, oh, okay, so... Something weird is happening to everybody here. Um, the girl who died, as soon as they covered her up, um, they go back and she's like a skeleton already. And that's another part of the movie where they're just like, okay, we're going to talk about this. You know, something something very odd is happening. And right when that happens, there's a switch that just goes on. And this is where I start to say, look, 
I think this is M. Night at his best because there's no other added bullshit that always happens in all his movies now where you think it's going to one way and then instead it goes into like five different directions to kind of throw you off the fact that you thought it was going that way. No, it's this movie was showing you something and it immediately turned back to, okay, no, there's something even bigger happening here and we're just, that's going to be the rest of the movie. And I was like, yes, finally, dude, stick to one concept. And that's exactly what this movie is. It's just, the, the way they explain it in the movie, I guess the minerals and the rocks make you age like really fast. And, and I'll, get, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, at some point in the movie, they realize that because they, they notice that the, the people at the resort were like, yeah, these rocks have like weird type of minerals in them that just, you know, make you feel better and they give you some type of weird energy or something. And it turns out that's not that case. It just, you literally age like 30 years in the span of roughly 24 hours. I think that's what the math was. Um, the kids who were on the beach, the, the part where the parents are going to look for them, they find them. And they give them that weird look. And the camera doesn't, doesn't show you the kids right away. It just, you see the parents looking at them going, that's, hmm, something's really odd about you. And in the beginning of the movie, they, they address it a few times. They're like, oh, that looks kind of weird. They look at them and go, no, something is very off. You, I know that's you because we're the only people here on this beach. But what happened? Do you age like seven years? There's even a part in the movie where... One of the couples is, is talking to them. They're like, how old are you? And, you know, he's like, I'm 11. Or, you know, I'm four. It's like, what? You're clearly like 11. You're like 12. And uh, the girl from Jojo Rabbit shows up in this. And she, like, she gives this performance where she is just this awkward kid. She's all hunched over and just clearly uncomfortable in her skin. She, uh, she's not really well. I think, what's her name? Thomason McKenzie. Yeah, Thomasine McKenzie. If, if you've seen Jojo Rabbit, she was the girl that was stuck in the, um, up in the attic, along with the uh, with the kid, yeah, she she does a pretty solid performance of this of just playing a, a child who is aging like ten years and three hours or whatever she's doing, it. and she's still playing it like a six year old. Uh, same thing goes for the the son man who for a minute he's played by uh, he was in Hereditary played by uh, Alex Wolf, and the way they play it with each other like they they play off each other. Um, God damn, dude, it's. It's really creepy just to see like these two kids who are just aging and they're like, there's a part of the movie where uh, Alex Wolf gets his girl pregnant and she immediately gets pregnant. She gets, you know, nine months and just within a matter of just a few minutes, right? And everybody's freaking out and like she gives birth. She gives freaking birth. And then the baby comes out of her and just dies because they go just like that baby was not able to sustain just the amount of what he needs, right? The proper nutrients that it just, he immediately just died. And I was like, dude, this freaking M. Night. M. Night, what are you doing, man? Holy God, dude, this movie is so freaking... I was like, this man is pulling no punches. Like, this is him just being creepy and just being very straightforward with how some certain scenarios would happen. And I was like, dude, freaking yes. Now, I'm not, like, cheering some dead baby or something. I'm just saying I like it. When a director is playing around with the concept so much that they'll, they'll do anything, right? They'll show you certain things that there's no filter. And I just I just appreciate that. I really do, man. And again, this is one of those things where it's just like we're aging and we don't know why. And we don't know how to get off this, this island, right? There's no cell reception. We're trying to walk back through the cannon. And the way they explain it, it's like 
it's like pressure when you come up too fast from underneath the water. Um, that's what happens, right? You trying to walk back, trying to slow down the aging. There's so much centripetal force happening at you that they just like they get really lightheaded and they just pass out and they wake up and they're right back on the beach. And so they, you know, somebody comes up with the idea that you know maybe they walk really slow, you know, but it's gonna, you know, they'll age like 30 years. Nobody wants to do that, even though they're already aging anyways. Um, there's a part of the movie where the girl who got pregnant, she climbs up these rocks trying to get around it and the same thing is happening. She's getting all lightheaded. She can't really move. She falls. She straight up falls. This lady had a dead baby and then she dies. It was just, God damn. I, th I thought for a split second he was going to show it too, but I, I didn't check to see whether or not this movie was rated R or not. Um, I didn't feel like it. I, I really didn't see it. There wasn't a whole lot of language. Very little blood. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe this was PG-13. I, I don't know, but some of the things he plays around with in this movie and just, and you always know, look, man, there's probably going to be a twist, but for a minute there, I didn't really know what this twist was going to be. A lot of times people always say, oh yeah, I saw it coming. And sometimes you kind of do, but you go, okay, well, you know, if I didn't know this, this was your reputation as a director, would I have still have fallen for it? And you, you know, you have to kind of do the this scenario in your head and go, yeah, you know, maybe not. I probably wouldn't have seen that coming. Um, I, I think that's just kind of the backlash of what M. Night is and just what we kind of expect from him. And I, I think that's, you know, I, I don't think that's fair sometimes. I think, uh, well, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I think he has been playing off that for so long that it's like, you know what? After a while, you should probably be like, I, I'm not doing twists in movies. He does a twist in this. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of some other things to really think about in this movie. There's, there's so much that happens. There is a part, too, where this movie where um, they're thinking, okay, well, what if we just swim around? We swim around the island, and uh, one, of the, one of the characters does, and he immediately dies, too, because I guess, I guess the same thing is happening wherever you go, right? It's just there's no way to get off this island right unless somehow you could get away from the rocks. And, you know, this island is surrounded by rocks, uh, I was also reading too. Apparently, like this is the one movie that he didn't shoot in Philadelphia, which I didn't. I didn't know that. I was like, oh, okay. Um, I probably would have never noticed that. I honestly, I can't think of all his other movies where, like, I guess it took place in Philly. Sure, but then again, too, Philly's not like a big. It's not New York. It's not San Francisco. Like, I don't even really think they have like any real big monuments that like represent that city as a as a town. I mean, outside of just like being a sports fan. Like, I understand their reputation as, like, the Eagles and stuff. I don't, you know, Philadelphia, I don't think, really has, like, much of a culture or vibe. So I, I never really saw it. But I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Maybe, that, again, this is M. Night really just playing around with what he can do when it's just, I'm thinking, too, like, M. Night has gone to a point now where I think even studios are are willing to just be like, you know what, sure, go ahead and take a bigger budget. We'll, we'll let you do whatever you want. I think they could take a sigh of relief knowing that, this guy is not on Lady on the Water level of his uh, his career. Like he's he's definitely turned a new leaf, and he's doing some different and some more interesting stuff. I got to give him. So yeah, they probably did. They're like, hey, I want to shoot on a beach. This movie doesn't look expensive at all either. It it for the most part is really only shot in like two different locations. You get a little bit of resorts, and it's not like a grandiose resort. It's just you know the location is really nice. The water looks good. It's one of those kind of like if you're in Hawaii or something. And then the beach, that's about it. You know, it's, it's shot really tight, and it's just you, you feel that claustrophobia of 
something really terrible has happened to us and we're on a beach and I'm surrounded by strangers and I you know, everybody here has some type of weird ailment. The doctor who, uh, he, the one who did surgery, it turns out he is like, he has like schizophrenia and I only know this because I read about it, but I didn't really get much dialogue between like what happened to him outside of like one little scene where he's talking to his wife and his wife is like, oh, and that thing happened. He's like, hey, shh, shut up, shut up. And she's like, oh, I didn't even mention that thing. And it's like, okay, so you, you understand that there is something wrong with him. We just, we don't really know what it is. Um, you start to see it a little bit where he starts to, like, it's almost like he loses his focus and he just, he looks around going, I don't know what I'm doing, right? I, I completely forgot what I'm doing. Um, during the movie, I, for, when I was watching it, I was looking at it and going, okay, maybe it's just the pressure of it. It's like, he's the only guy here who should have an answer, right? Because this is something that's medical and I don't even know what's happening, but it didn't come off that way. Um, it doesn't happen until later on in the movie where he's blaming the guy with the dead body and he just won't leave it alone. He really won't leave it alone. It's like, you know, what did you really do with that body? And you have a knife or anything. And uh, there's a part of this movie where he keeps talking about like, what's that movie with Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando? I'm watching and going, uh, that's the Missouri Breaks, right? Yes, because there's a there's a famous movie where uh, Nicholson and Brando famously did not get along. They both just hated the fact that there were these two method actors who just were were divas. Like they really didn't like each other. It's very famous. And I kept, I kept I was like, okay, the Missouri Breaks, and I kept wondering like, how is it tying into this movie? What's gonna do? I didn't really think about the plot too much more than I just kept wondering about like, is this some type of weird ego thing? Like, are you silently dissing somebody at night? What is, what is happening here? Um, and it, he brings it up multiple times throughout the movie where he's like, what is that movie? And, and nobody ever really addresses him for it, right? Nobody ever says the Missouri breaks. I don't know. Maybe it was a copyright thing. It's a hella old movie too, by the way. I, I, it's one of those movies that like you would literally find in a, uh, like big lots. For like three dollars it's it's one of those type of movies right you just you wouldn't really ever look at it twice other than the fact that maybe you know who jack nicholson is and you're like oh that's the guy from the godfather but way younger right it's just it's one of those type of movies and i started thinking about the plot i was like that's like jack nicholson is uh, stealing horses and uh marlon brando's supposed to stop him again i had no idea like what was the what is the correlation here is this some type of weird easter egg what is happening m night i got home and it like it was bugging me for a minute I still have no idea. I'm doing like the weird like um, uh, from it's it's always sunny in Philadelphia meme where Charlie Day is doing like he looks all weird. And he has like all kinds of crap up on the wall. I was like, what is what is happening? Right. It keeps bringing it up. Um, I guess that was a way to show that like he is losing his mind or something. But I'm not I'm pretty sure schizophrenia is like when you talk to yourself. Right. Or, you know, you hear voices. It, it's almost seemed like he had like Alzheimer's the way they were kind of uh, approaching it. And it was very odd, but again, him, him losing his mind on this beach and him just starting to attack people because he is just, he has lost his mind and he was supposed to be the one that was supposed to help everybody just really added on to the freaking tension of this movie. Cause you're like, Oh my God, like there's too much chaos going on right now. There's a real possibility that we're just, we're going to die, right? There's no signs of the people coming back. There's no service. There's no nothing. There's just. There's, we're running out of options to get off this freaking beach and we're just trying to get off a beach. That's it. Uh, it would just, it was creepy, man. And it, it was fun. It was literally fun. It was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, 
I'm feeling the stress of this situation. That's exactly what you want, right? That's just what we wanted out of, of M. Night for this many years. It's just make a movie that makes you feel something. And uh, it was good to see, man. It was really good to see. Um, the play I throw this movie, I, I said the pacing is really good. Um, the kids, too, growing up, eventually they get to a point where everybody who's on that beach, they just, they die. They eventually, you know, they get too old. The parents are the ones who die first because they were already much older. Um, most of them, uh, you know, die maybe because of old age. Other other ones die because they, you know, got killed by the doctor or something. But it just, it's, it was a slow cutting off of everybody until eventually we get to the son and daughter that were played by Thomas and McKenzie and Alex Wolf, And now they're much older. They're people in like their 50s and they're just... They're kind of just gotten to peace at it. Like, this movie kind of slows down. You think, oh, God, I mean, I wonder what's going to happen. Maybe they might just not get off, you know. Maybe it's some type of weird, it's aliens. It's something, right? You know, someone's going to come in at the very last seconds. And that's where it does. Um, turns out that when they were kids, they were at the resorts, uh, he met a little friend. This other kid who was there that his parents owned the resort or something. And they, they had, like, this weird little secret code that they were going to, passed to each other with the next time they saw each other and it never happened uh turns out he snuck the, the note into like his uh his parents bag or something and he found it decoded it and it turns out it was like a secret message saying you know go look at the coral or something and they see this coral they go swim toward it and there's like a secret tunnel that goes underneath it and okay maybe it's a bit of a stretch i think so but i think it plays out fairly well only because it was the last option right it was so just the way you would approach that you go oh hey here's that kid here's that note from that kid and you know he finally does it and and you know it turns out oh that's that's the answer to what we need right go toward the coral and this is where the twist starts to play in so m knights uh he has a cameo like he always does in all his movies where he he's the the person driving them to this secret side of the beach and he gets there and drops them off says bye and he leaves then you see later, and, and they bring this up multiple times throughout the movie, where they're like, oh, there's some type of weird shining thing up there. And for a minute, I kept forgetting about it, too, until they kept bringing it up. Like, it just was so very nonchalant. Like, oh, hey, there's like some type of weird secret mirror thing up there. And I just, I totally just disregarded it. It's just, ah, whatever, it's something dumb. Uh, it turns out it's a camera. And M. Night is the one studying these people because he understands that this rapid aging they're going through, it's, it works out well for them. They're testing out new medicines to show whether or not it could work right away, right? Because, you know, you have to go through trial and error. Sometimes those things could take, you know, days, possibly weeks. But here on this island, we try antidotes and, and vaccines and stuff, and we could find out within a matter of seconds. And so that's what they do. The, some type of terrible organization is, is doing test trials on all these people and, you know, hiding their passports and making it seem like they never went there in the first place. It was uh, it was pretty well-constructed, I think. Um, but there was a moment where they were trying to make it feel like, oh, they're the evil corporation. But it's like, it's not really an evil thing. I think they're going about it maybe the wrong way. Like, I'm sure you can find some people who don't mind just aging 50 years and give them a lot of money. P people do stupid stuff. Like, it just... I don't think this is something you really have to go through this many hoops to try to get people to go on an island that will make you age faster. People will just do it, right? Anybody will do anything for clout. And so they get to a point where it's like, you know, we can't let anybody know. It needs to be hush-hush. And it's like, oh, the, the two people who escaped through the coral, ah, they'll probably die anyways. It's like, 
Now, you should probably go check, man, because if they get out of this, you guys are in a lot of trouble. And that's exactly what happens, right? They get back to the, the place. Again, this goes right back to M. Night's very odd dialogue where the kid has some type of weird, quirky personality where it's like he goes up to random people and asks them what they do for a living. And he just goes about to different people. And it just, that sounds like something a kid would do, but it does not play off naturally in the movie and just it's the way it's just written it's like what do you do for a living i'm a police officer and my name's carl and it's just like that's can you can you do maybe a second cut m night maybe a third maybe even a fourth just anything just to make it sound natural what you'd need and so and this ties back in they they finally get back to the beach they're like oh there's that guy i asked him he was a cop and I'm going to go up to him and give him a note, and now we're just going to arrest everybody. Like, the movie just came to a hard end at that point. We're like, yeah, here you go. We're going to wrap everything up nicely. The the bad people all got caught. It was it was a fine of a twist, but I the twist part was the thing that I was not concerned about. It was really just all that stuff in the middle and all these people losing their minds. Not only just losing their minds, but losing their bodies, too, and it was just them trying different ways to get off the island and failing. And I was like, that was the best part of the movie. That was all the stuff I really wanted to see. It's just M. Night comes up with a really cool concept and he plays with it. That's all I really wanted. You don't need a crazy twist. This movie didn't even need a twist. You could have just had like, hey, they got off and they just walked away in the sunset. Right? It could just be a weird thing that, you know, hey, I hope to God no one else ever goes on this island and maybe I could tell a story that no one will believe. But um, it didn't play out that way. I still, I still found this movie really, really solid though outside of those things it's like i think if you're looking for a really good thriller this is definitely it if you're looking for something during the summer that's not maybe so loud all the time this this movie definitely takes cake in that area it's like this is m night doing what he does really good man it's like i don't think we'll ever get to sixth sense level but this is this is good for how long he's been around and so yeah this movie's definitely a, a b plus for me i definitely go say check it out and uh yeah Thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll, we'll be back this week. At some point, we'll be talking Predator. Me and David will be doing a review on the old school, the one with Arnie. Uh, don't ask why we did it that way. We're just doing it that way. Anyways, guys, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Go check out all the latest stuff that we've been doing, past and present. And don't forget to subscribe so you can get a notification when a podcast goes up right away. All right, guys, I am out.